ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Thursday, December 16th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw Heart Seltzer. It is made pure. Our text line is open for you this hour as well. We do that at 304-523-2275. Again, that's 304-523-2275. We're going to fire that up here in a minute, see what you think. You've had a few hours to to maybe sleep on the loss yesterday. Marshall goes up to Athens, falls to Ohio, 75-65. to The player of the game for me for the Thundering Herd was Obina Anachili Killen. I think that's pretty easy assessment there. He had 18 points in the game. He was 8-11 from the field. I know there's a lot of disappointment. You look at some of the play. Octavion Kinsey, he was 4 of 18. He can shoot better than that. He was 0 of 4 from the three-point line. He made 7 of 9 from the free-throw line. Ended up with 15 points. David Early had 14. 4 of 9's not bad at all. 3 of 7 from the three-point line hit all three of his free-throws. So that wasn't bad as well. I was happy with his performance. Andrew Taylor, you like to see more out of him because I think 11 points is not where he needs to be. He's a lot better than an 11-point player. He was out there for almost 32 minutes, 4-14 shooting, 3 of 9 from the three-point line. Again, that wasn't terrible. I mean, as a team, 9 of 28, it's got to get better, right? Is that fair to say it's got to get better? Darius George, you wanted to see more out of him. And again, you had some foul trouble. Darius George had four fouls. You had four fouls on Obina and Achille Killen. You had turnover after turnover. The Thundering Herd committed 22 turnovers. That's not going to win you many ball games, especially against Ohio. Marshall was down by 17 in the second. The good news is Marshall was able to fight back. I'll give them credit. They played better in the second half than they did the first half, and I think they are capable of winning more games than maybe it looks like they can right now. The problem here is, you got to start getting those in soon. You're going to get into conference play. Conference play is going to be really tough. This is a game, though. This is a typical Ohio game. Marshall goes up, loses by 10. You flip the script. Ohio comes to Huntington, probably loses by 10. Typical. I, I think the team that's the home team usually wins this thing. So I'm not surprised by this at all. You lose to Ohio, that's... Quote here, your rival, right? One of your rivals. So I get it stings a little bit. At the same time, I don't think Ohio is one of those vicious rivals. You can you can cohabitate with them. You can exist in the same office. I do that every day with Bobcat fans. And so you know, it's a fun rivalry there. That's the cool thing about it. But the disappointing thing here is Marshall losing that game. You got to shoot better, right? 23 of 61 for the game. You got to shoot better. Turnover's not good for the Thundering Herd, but yet I think these are things that are correctable. Will they be corrected? We'll find out. And then the good news, Marshall women getting a victory over Alderson Broadus, 88-56. And yesterday when talking to Coach Kemper about the game, he wasn't happy about that first period, that first quarter, was not happy at all. Alderson Broadus comes out, 
takes a 23-18 lead, and then a Marshall answers and responds. But that first period, not what you want to see from a thundering herd team trying to find its footing. And Coach was pretty candid. He said that would have cost them. Any other team, that would have cost them. But give Alderson Broadus credit. We knew that they would come in and they would be aggressive. They would like to score. They put up a lot of points. So Marshall gets the victory. Some soul-searching maybe going to happen here with the women. They get this at least on their on their psyche a little bit. Yeah, they get this okay. We can win. We've had some confidence issues, but we can win. You know, we've got this now. We we know what that's like again. And so this team will go out in Vegas here in the next few days. Probably be a nice team bonding trip opportunity for this team to be stuck on a bus for a while. He's stuck in hotels, but you're going to Vegas. So probably some opportunity there for the team to have some fun. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in Vegas for the women. Of course, the men, I'm hoping that things turn out well. You lose to Ohio, you rebound from this one. I'll give Dan a lot of credit. He usually has the team by the end of the year in a better place than he does at the beginning of the year. I'll take that, getting better. Sure, I would like to see Marshall start the season strong and finish even stronger, but I'll take that right now. Team getting better. I think that is always a good thing. But at the same time, I understand. I know some of you, and I've seen your social media posts. I don't go searching for them on a daily basis, but I do see them from time to time. And I understand some of you are a little disillusioned right now, and that's fine. That's fair. Marshall loses a basketball game. You should be a little disillusioned. You should be unhappy. But at the same time, there's lots of basketball left to be played. It's not like football. Football is you only have X amount of games, and that's it. You got 12 games. If you're lucky, you get that 13th game. And if you're fortunate to get that 13th game, you're definitely getting that 14th game. So you're hoping that you can make the most of those opportunities. At the end of the day, though, basketball probably stings a little bit differently because Marshall's trying to get to the conference championship. You win the conference championship, you go to the NCAA tournament. If you're very lucky with your scheduling and your on-the-field performance, luck, hard work, performance, it all works out. Maybe, just maybe, once in a a long time, you can be Cincinnati and get into the college football playoff. Let's go with text. Texter writes, foul shooting disparity. How about it? Free throw line yesterday for the Thundering Herd. 10 of 13 for the Thundering Herd. 24 of 26 for Ohio. I think that script flips if you're in Huntington. Maybe. Maybe. In Athens, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not saying the refs are are crooked. I'm not implying that that was a job. But I think you're going to get more calls at home than you will on the road, especially in the Convocation Center, especially Marshall versus Ohio. But, yes, that is a big factor here. Three-point shot wasn't really a big factor in this one. The free throws were. 24 of 26 for Ohio. As I mentioned, 
you have some foul trouble. Darius George had four fouls at the end of the night. Obina had four fouls. David Early had three fouls. I'm sorry, he had four fouls. It was Tavion that had three fouls. You had some foul trouble. Total for the team, 21 fouls. Not what you want to see from your team. You want to play strong defense. You want to get positioning. You want to do everything. You want to be aggressive. At the same time, however, you want to be able to limit those opportunities for the other team. But they made free throw shots. They had opportunities. I think Marshall could have done a few things different. You got to shoot. You got to make some baskets because Marshall is still in a position to win. Points off turnovers, 22 for Marshall, 25 for Ohio. 28 points in the paint for Ohio, 26 for Marshall. Second chance points, 14-11 in favor of the Herd. Bench points, 12-3 in favor of Ohio. And Marshall won the period by one, 37-36, but still, that's a lot better than going down at half, 39-28, and going down by 17 at one point in the contest. Baseball schedule's out today. We're going to turn our attention to baseball when we continue. Jeff Wagner joins me. We're going to talk about the schedule, the upcoming schedule for Conference USA, and, of course, the non-conference slate. We'll look ahead to the Sun Belt as well, see what he has to say about scheduling philosophy and what his future conference looks like on the baseball side when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You know, the weather's kind of gruesome outside right now here in our Huntington studios. But in a few weeks, few months, it's going to be baseball weather. It's going to be a lot nicer out. That means uh, nice days at the baseball park watching the Thundering Herd play. And, of course, to tell us all about the schedule that just came out today as the head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd baseball team, Jeff Wagner. And it's been, it's been too long since we've had you on here. And finally, we've got baseball to talk about again. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Paul, how are you? How I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm glad to have you here before the holidays so we can talk about this. Schedule comes out today. It looks challenging yep. as always. Uh, where do you want to begin with this as far as some of your opponents? You've got some really nice home-and-home home series. Eastern Kentucky's on the schedule. Ohio, Moorhead State, those are always good matchups. Uh, you've got Virginia Tech. You've got West Virginia. Uh, you're even going to be uh, on the road taking on Ohio State. I mean, and that's not the entirety of the schedule. You've got some other contests as well that are going to be pretty challenging. You know, Paul, I, I've always taken on the, the philosophy of, of scheduling really hard teams out of conference and not so much about just piling up a bunch of teams like some programs do to win a lot of games. It's, to me, it's about getting your team ready to play at a high level. Um, I mean, you might lose some games, um, especially early on, but I feel like our team gets ready for the for the conference USA. I mean, look, looking at the conference last year, there was four ranked teams. It was a top four conference. It was a, it was a power five baseball conference, and and we've got to be ready for that. And I feel like playing these non conference games, Florida, and playing um, you know some of these power five programs, and I think we have twelve different games against uh, NCAA tournament teams. You know, should help us prepare for for a great conference. 
Yeah, I was talking to Cody yeah. Lynn earlier, and we were going over the schedule, and he said, yeah, look, you know, when you look at the schedule, notice that there are five teams that made the NCAA baseball tournament. So you've got 12 contests against five NCAA baseball teams. So you're obviously not dodging anybody. You're trying to get ready for conference play. And when you get into conference play, it doesn't get necessarily easier. Usually you play a really tough non-conference schedule to get into a conference that, yeah, you should be able to be competitive with because you won't have faced as tough of schedule. Not you. I don't know. You might want to ease it up a little bit non-conference just because it's so tough in conference. Well, baseball is a game you've got to play at a high level all the time. You've got to face, you know, big arms all the time. You've got to, you know, speed of the ball. Um, you know, it, it, it just it gets your team more ready to play at that level. And our guys are used to that. You know, and again, really what you're playing for is the end. You're playing to make the conference tournament. You're playing to get in the tournament and make a run and make it to the NCAA regional or win a conference USA championship. And that's what you're playing for. And it's to getting that team ready for that, you know, and, and yeah, you might not have the greatest record sometimes when you make that part of a schedule, but, but the, really it's about the team, you know, growing as the season goes on. You start in February and you end hopefully in June. And, and that's a long time. And it's, it's, um, there's a lot of ups and downs to your season. You know, it's a roller coaster ride sometimes. And, and that's where your toughness comes in with players and, and coaches and, and developing that camaraderie and, and learn how to win. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. And, and you know, and, and the better teams that I've coached never was really worried about who they played and, and scared about who they played because they, they understood how their competition understood how high of a level it was. Um, and, they, and they were used to it, you know. And, and by the way, we've got some really good players. And, and guys that are going to get chances to play pro ball, and um, they've worked hard to put themselves in position to play a, a challenging schedule like this. You don't start off easy. I, had, I didn't mention you know, you're going to be the first couple of weeks in in Port Charles, Florida. You're taking on Ohio State in a doubleheader against BYU as well, and Indiana State. And, you're not really starting off easy and easing your way into this. You're going right at it. Uh, those are some pretty nice teams to have on your schedule just to start things with. And then I didn't even mention uh, St. Bonaventure. You you have them. You have Northeastern as well, Indiana State. It's um, it's pretty tough. And you've got a diverse – I mean, it's not just teams that we see locally and regionally. I mean, you're all over the place seeing teams that you – know, this, this is almost a national schedule of, of a sense here. Yeah, you know, I think that that adds sense of urgency to your practices when the kids get back on January 10th. That you know we can't can't lay off. We got to go as hard as we can every day of practice, and, and um, they got to get ready. And, and hopefully, the scariest time, Paul, for us as coaches in baseball is they go. You know, Thanksgiving break is the last time you can really work with the kids. So they go home for Thanksgiving. They come back for finals. You're not allowed to work with them. Then they go home for a month, and and that's scary for a northern team, especially for the pitcher's arm, that they have to come back in shape. They have to be able to be able to throw bullpens and basically go live as soon as they come back. You know, so we've gave them the plan from the, the lifting and running program. We gave them a throwing program. Um, everything they needed to defend defensively and offensively. You just got to hope that they're doing it and that they come back ready to go because you got to protect your pitcher. And it, it, it's it's – 
you know, it's a debate going on right now with, in college baseball, especially the northern teams. You know, spring training, you know, you got almost a month and a half to get a team ready in spring training in Major League Baseball. But for us, we have less than a month to get a team ready. And how safe is that for pitchers' arms? You know, so it's this is the worst time for us because we can't really, you know, be with them. But, you know, I, I like our group. It meshed really well. Um, you know, last couple of years was, was challenges. It was uh, didn't really feel like much of a coach when you're dealing with losing so many games. We lost the first two weeks of the year last year. Um, the year before, we lost the whole season. Um, you know, and and, and for it, it feels good to finally put a schedule, a full schedule together. And to see these guys, you know, and I, I like how our teams meshed all fall and was able to do those things we couldn't do with COVID. And, and I feel like, you know, it's, it's an older group with some great seniors that played in the conference tournament, played for a championship, and I know they want to get back, and, and, and I know they're going to push themselves a little break to get there. Let's talk about First Conference USA. You're going back to a 30-game format, so 10 three-game series, so you're getting back to some sort of normal rhythm, and you know how tough it's going to be in Conference USA. It's always tough. Now – and I don't know how soon this impacts you because we don't know what the timetable looks like, but we could be talking next year about a Sunbelt Conference schedule or we could be talking about the final year in sure. Conference USA. You know, What are the challenges there? Do you, um, you look at your schedule? Is there any philosophy changes with the move to the new conference? You know, what will this conference be like in baseball compared to Conference USA? And, you know, what, what are the challenges for you? Well, Paul, I, I would start with saying that I believe the Sun Belt's going to actually be better because when you really break it down, Old Dominion last year was a ranked team. Southern Miss is a ranked team last year. Uh, they're both going to the Sun Belt. Um, so now you take those two ranked teams. Their, their tradition is, has been great over the years. and um, then, you, then you look at the Sun Belt Conference and, and look at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina just – just won a national championship a few years ago, you know, and, and you can look Louisiana and um, South Alabama. I mean, we're talking all these schools that are baseball programs that, that are drawn three, four, 5,000 people a game. You know, they tailgate at the games. It's, it's a football atmosphere that, you know, people up North, I don't really, I don't think they understand that as much. They don't get to see that. And, and they recruit some of the best players in the country and they have, some of the best facilities in the country. And if we want to be able to go in a, a great baseball conference and be in a, a top five baseball conference, then we're going to have to invest into our facilities. We're going to have to go to another level, you know, in order for us to, to, um, to compete against these great teams. I know that is something that has been delayed and it's moving slowly, but it is moving you know, what can you tell us as far as where that's progressing? I know as soon as we see ground break, that's going to make a lot of people happy, but we got to get to that point. So where are we as far as where you can tell us we are? Well, it has been uh, a, a long time coming, and, and obviously with Coach Cook passing, and, you know, we did a groundbreaking ceremony two years ago, and, you know, we signed 15 players on that weekend, and they all decommitted. And really hurt the program and set us back. Um, and I know that, you know, Jeff O'Malley, um, both presidents, it's hard to, both presidents um, are behind it. They want, they want to build this field as, as fast as possible. 
Um, our board of governors are behind it. They want to, they want to build this facility. Um, you know, that it always comes down to land. And I think that they've identified two places they would love to, to, um, you know, put a field and, and hopefully come the first of the year that, that we get closer of, of announcing it and get started on it. You mentioned coach cook. So I was going to go there eventually. Let's go ahead and talk about him now. It's very hard to talk about because he has meant so much to so many for so long. Um, I think the one thing that really broke my heart other than losing him was that he's not going to see the completed project. That's the one thing that really just sticks with me. Uh, I'm kind of broke up talking about it now, Coach, and I know you are as well. Uh, and you knew Coach a lot better than I did, and, and that just that broke me when I when I heard of his passing. And you know, I just that was my second thought after just the sadness of losing him, the fact that he's never going to see this thing. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to talk about, and I'm sure it has been for you as well. Yeah, there's no question. Um, you know, if you think about the legends in West Virginia baseball, you think of Cal Bailey and Coach Cook, and they're both gone. And um, both were great mentors to me when I first came in. That Coach Cook was one of the guys that interviewed me uh, when I first came in and left NC State. And, you know, his dream and his goal and his passion was to, to have a baseball stadium. And I can still remember his the groundbreaking ceremony two years ago and one of the things that he said was this is the happiest day of his life, you know, and, and um, it, it did. It, it really hurts that he's not getting a chance to see the stadium. And, and um, but, you know, to me, he coached a lot of great alumni, great people that, that have been through the program. And, and hopefully that they have a chance to, even though they'll never play on it, they'll get a chance to play call, called home. And, and um, I know we're close to getting this done. Um we have to get this done to, to be able to compete in this conference, um, you know. And, and yeah, I wish Coach could, could could have been there, but he's a big part of the reason why we're at this point right now. Is there a renewed effort, a, a harder push? Not that the push wasn't hard already, but you know, just to make sure that the end is the result that would have made him happy to just to on, best honor him. Just, you got to get this done now. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, there's no question. And you got you to gotta honor him by naming something, either a road or a part of the stadium. He's too valuable to, to our tradition. He has to be a part of that stadium somehow or a road leading into it. And I know that's in the plan. Um, but, you know, we have to be able to do that, and we have to get this stadium done for the city of Huntington, for Marshall, for – you know, our alumni from the past, the future alumni, we ha- we have to move forward. It's 2021, Paul, and our guys don't even use a locker room right now. I mean, think about that. They change on the way to the field, the route too. And and if you just – it don't take long, but just look at stadiums in, in West Virginia with West Virginia's new stadium and and and, and the Sun Belt and Conference USA teams, everybody's building brand-new facilities or have, and they're adding on to the facilities and they recruit some of the best players in the country you know and our guys our alumni are just important our players are important and we need to make this a fun time this spring really getting people to come out and watch us play some of the best baseball in the country i'm looking forward to it and i'm looking forward to the sun Belt as well i saw the photos i had never really seen appalachian state's facility and i saw the photo and I just thought wow that's beautiful and you know why can't we have that here in huntington so hopefully 
we can make that a reality. And I'm with you. Something has to have Coach Cook's name on it, the stadium, the field, something. Uh, you know, we have a nice, beautiful statue of Hal Greer. How about a Coach Cook statue as well? I'm down for that. That's a great call. I, you know, that's a, it's a great call. That would be awesome because you go into the stadium and you see Coach Cook right there with his baseball uniform on. That would be amazing. He's, he's iconic. If anyone deserves a statue, it's him. Uh, would it be a that's coming up at our next meeting? I'm bringing that up. Okay, uh, I'm down with that. And would it be a young version of him, or would we, you know, let's, yeah, can we get a young version of him? Because I don't know if fans would recognize him with a young version of him. I think you got to go with with his prime. I agree. Got to go with his prime coaching years, um, with a little bit of of action to it. Um, you know, whether he's hitting a fungo or holding his hands up after a win, whatever it is, that, that would be really cool as an entrance uh, leading into the stadium. Jeff Wagner joins us. The conference schedule is out. The non-conference schedule is out. Baseball is coming back sooner than you think. Jeff Wagner, my guest, the uh, schedule changes slow, slightly when you get into the Sun Belt. Uh, the non-conference stuff is probably not going to change for you, you know, just to keep with the, the Sun Belt theme. You know, it's probably going to stay the same for you. The only difference is your conference schedule is going to be – how much nicer is it going to be for the travel for you? I mean, we haven't even talked about that. It, it seems like it's going to be a lot nicer for you. You're going to be the biggest recipient of this because you're going to be going down south for more baseball, and that's what you like. You like you like to play in the sun. Sure. You know, I think one of the big reasons why we want the Sun Belt, honestly, was because of rivals. And being able to play teams closer or having an east side, you know, obviously makes travel a lot easier. And it also gives fans a chance in all of our sports to have a rivalry. And, man, that makes sports exciting when you have that. Um, you know, and the way that Conference USA is going, expanding west, and, and be able to, just to be able to play more through, you know, southern states and, and stay closer to home is, is great for our fans, our players, their parents, anybody that wants to come out and watch us. I mean, that's. And you're right, our, our non-conference stay the same. I mean, playing West Virginia every year has been exciting, uh, great baseball games. Um, you know, that's, we're going to finally play them in Huntington, West Virginia. We beat them last year in Huntington, and we need to have a bigger crowd. It seemed like when we were playing in Charleston, we'd have four or 5,000 people at a game, and I know we, we don't have the facility out there to hold that, but we need to have a bigger crowd for that game, and that's, that's March 29th. You know, West Virginia's coming in, then we have Virginia Tech coming in, I mean, that's a Big 12 team and an ACC team coming in the Route 2 to watch us. You know, you can come right over from Huntington and watch us play some really good programs. Yeah, that would be a good reminder to tell fans that you could see this in Huntington, in Huntington Prime proper once that stadium Say that again. Built. You need to say that a couple more times. In you, Huntington. In Huntington. You get to see that in Huntington. I mean, right. Division One bat baseball in Huntington. I mean, this is you know no knock on any you know, any other level, but this is Division One baseball in Huntington that you know we're we're pushing <laughs> to make sure that everyone understands. I mean, West Virginia, Virginia Tech, these are these are good big time baseball programs, and you know you can have this. We can have these nice things. Sure can. And then look at the conference and Rice and all these teams. A lot of tradition coming into home, and and you know come out support us get behind it that only helps you know get the momentum going for a baseball stadium and we need that support and 
you can come out on a weekend and watch guys that are going to play pro ball. Guys are going to make it to the big leagues. Look how many guys get drafted out of the conference every year. You know, you're going to get a chance to come out and see a future big leaguer when you come out and watch these games. Okay, I'm going to throw a curveball at you before uh let you get. the. Whenever the schedule is out for the Sun Belt, be it next season, the season after, have we identified the team that's going to be the rival game for Marshall, or are we just taking all comers on? Wow. Um, man, I, you know, I don't really know. I know, like, obviously, you know, in football you have, you know, some of the schools that are really close, like App State and stuff, that, that have a really good program. But I would say, really, it would have to come down to maybe Southern Miss or Old Dominion because we've been in conference with them. I battled, I battled Southern Miss two or three times in my career for a championship here. Uh, it's an unbelievable program of baseball. Um, Old Dominion, the same thing. I mean, we've we've had some some battles with those with those programs, and and they're at the top, and that's where we're trying to get to as as, as our team. So I would, I guess, I would go with those just because we've been playing them. Uh, we've battled both programs for for a championship, so I could see it being Old Dominion or Southern Miss. Okay, I, I'm wanting Appalachian State, obviously, for some of those reasons you said, and Georgia Southern as well, because I go back to those sure. days. But yep. I'm kind of feeling this Louisiana thing right now, and I'm definitely feeling Coastal Carolina. So, um, you know, you adjust as you need to. Well, Coastal Carolina, obviously, is just coming off winning the national championship, and what a great program and, and tradition and facilities they have. And, yeah, I mean, that would be that'd be a great place. We'd love to have that rivalry going on down in Myrtle Beach. That's for sure. Yeah, the funny thing is um, the joke was – Every time uh, we would get basketball scores, I would give the Coastal Carolina basketball score because I just like their name. And, and now I, I gotta I gotta push for them to be the biggest rival because I don't want people actually thinking I'm I'm pulling for Coastal Carolina. So yeah, that's that's the rivalry, Coach. All right, I'm in. I'll start. I'll start that push. Okay, we start playing after the statue. Uh, then, and I'm serious. If after you're, the statue, if you're bringing that I, up, I, I'm I down love with that. that idea. I love that idea. I, I'm, that's coming up. I I think it's a great way. To represent him and in and, and a great way to walk in the stadium so everybody can see it. I think it's an awesome idea. Oh, I'll push it. Al Greer statue and Coach Cook statue. I'll push it with you. Yeah, as far as much as you need, I'll push it. I think it's a. I think that needs to be done. That absolutely has to be done. So, you know, whatever you need from me, I'm down. <laughs> that sounds good um, for sure. Coach. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. We need to get this rolling. Um, I'm excited about um, you know, the changes we're making as a department in, in our, our school. And I think they're all positive. And, um, I feel like, you know, we're going to have a new direction and, and, and I think that's really good, uh, for, for all of our programs. Looking forward to the season. We'll get you back in here soon. Yeah, this isn't the last time I'll talk to you. Soon as yeah, we, we get... got a big weekend of football coming up. How awesome. I actually like Paul. I, I love the game time, by the way. I think that that, on Saturday night is an awesome game time for us and to play to play a football game with all the other games going on on Saturday. Um, and what a great opponent. I, I think it's going to be an awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch it, and and, um, and and I think it's going to be a really good game. In the Superdome, of all places. In the Superdome. Yeah, that's, we should have went. we got to go next time, Paul. Um, I, I can't speak for your employer, but my employer is not – 
fun in that trip. I, I don't know if you know much about him, but he's famously frugal. Yeah, and uh, I wish I could too, but um, we'll be watching it Saturday night. That's for sure. Get behind it. Looking forward to it. Good talking to you again. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, and uh, let's start pushing that statue and everything else we need. Will do, Paul. Merry Christmas, and thanks for having me on. You too, Coach. Merry Christmas, and have a happy new year. That is Marshall baseball coach Jeff Wagner. Uh, We are pushing a statue for Coach Cook now. I think that would be fantastic. We're going to take our next break, come back. We will get some of your phone calls and texts in. You can join us on our text line anytime. The phone number there is 304-523-2275. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. If you missed any part of today's interview with Marshall baseball coach Jeff Wagner, we'll post it for you later on this evening on our podcast page. All you have to do is go to WRBC.com or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast. If you'd be a follower, that means we would send the podcast to you. You don't have to go look for it. It comes to you. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. What an interesting day we've had so far. Um, basketball yesterday, good news for the women, bad news for the men. And then a couple of things in the sports world going on. And on top of all of that, uh, the resurgence of COVID uh, really impacting a lot of teams. As far as rosters are concerned, uh, they're tightening restrictions again in the NHL, specifically there because of so many postponements. So, a lot of things are happening, and there was going to be a really fun game coming up between 15th-ranked Ohio State and 21st-ranked Kentucky. Now, it gets canceled because of COVID-19 cases within the Buckeyes program, so the Buckeyes won't be playing the Wildcats in Saturday CBS Sports Classic. I have seen talk of Kentucky trying to work with CBS to try to find a Suitable replacement on short notice. We will let you know if that happens. And, of course, we've got U.K. basketball and football games all season long on our sister stations, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet, and on Cat Sports, 93.3 and 13.40. And I haven't even talked about Jacksonville yet. The Jaguars have fired Urban Meyer 13 games. Coach could not make it to game number 14. You get 17 of these now, plus playoffs. Well, not Jacksonville. No playoff action this year. But I'm surprised it took 13 games. Coach was just not built for the pro game. You can do all of the antics you want in the college game and maybe – get away with it depending on what program you're at and the culture of that program. Uh, You can't do that in the NFL. The NFL stands not for long if you do that stuff, and here it is. Not for long, Urban Meyer is out. Honestly, I saw the quote that someone told one of the media outlets that he kept getting in his own way. I, I felt that. 
I, I truly felt that because sometimes I feel in my own life that, you know, I just got to get out of my own way. Now, I haven't done anything as controversial or tragic or stupid as Urban Meyer has. And, and we're just talking one season here. Now, I haven't actually went and kicked my kicker. I haven't berated the credentials of my staff. I haven't done things on video when I should be home with my wife. If I was a married man, I would be home with my wife instead of, well, you know, you saw the video. You saw what Irwin was doing. And that's just scratching the surface of everything that just went wrong. And if you're winning, you can get past some of this, right? You can you can turn a blind eye to it a little bit. Winning cures everything. Uh, not in Urban's case. And it, you just you can't translate what you do in college to the pro game. Now, you can come from the pros to college, and you might have success because I'm not saying it's an easier transition, but you can carry a lot of the traits from a pro franchise to a college program, and you can make the culture work. I just don't know if you can do some of the things to highly paid grown men And not to say college players are not grown men, but there's a difference. There is a difference. These are young men. These are still developing young men. You get to the NFL, these are grown adults. You just don't do some of the Bush stuff you do uh, in college if you're doing it on the pro level. Not to say college coaches do it Bush. I'm just saying, Urban, you got to be a people person. That's one thing that I'm learning every day, and I hope you're learning as well. You got to be people people. You got to be people people. Quote of the day: You got to be people people. Yeah, you got to be a people person. It's about people. It's about relationships, and you can have character flaws. We all have character flaws, but if you're a good person, I mean, you can be stern, you can be hard, you can be demanding. But you can be a people person as well. I mean, you can be an authoritative figure. You can be an authoritarian. You can be that. At the end of the day, though, you can't be a jerk. And I'm sorry, Urban Meyer's a jerk, and that's being polite about it. All right, we're going to wrap it up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're closing it up here today on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I think tomorrow's our final show of the year. We've got the Bahamas Bowl coming up. That'll kick off right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So I think tomorrow's the final show of the year. Of course, we've got basketball throughout the next couple of weeks. Uh, with the exception of the game on the 30th, I'll be here for all of that. Bill Cornwell is going to spot for me on the 30th, so I just want to thank him ahead of time. Uh, we've got football coming up this weekend as well, so not totally off the airwaves just yet. However, you know, with the show itself, we're, we're going to have a lot of football coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Bowl mania, I think, is what... Uh, it's been coined here internally from uh, our sales staff. They have called it Bowl Mania. They love it. So uh, we're happy to bring it to you as well, and that's coming up starting tomorrow, high noon. We've got the Bahamas Bowl, and then uh, we'll have 
uh, several days of college football, including the semifinals and the championship. That'll be on the 10th of January. We'll have the championship. And already, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's Alabama. Just pen it in. Whatever you need to do, Alabama. No disrespect to any of the other teams, but Alabama. That's the matchup. That's all you need to know. So take Alabama. Uh, That will be a guaranteed that I will stand behind. Alabama wins the national championship. It's not even going to be anticlimactic. But you know what? I could be wrong, and let's uh, hope Cincinnati or Michigan maybe proves me wrong. It would be fun. I'd like to see some different teams in the championship game, wouldn't you? Nothing against Alabama. Just let to see – I've seen Alabama-Georgia. I've seen that already. I, I don't want to see that again. I like to see something new. So maybe Cincinnati, sure. Let's do Cincinnati-Michigan. Let's do one of those teams. Let's get them into it. So that's what's coming up here in the next few days. Uh, of course, if you missed any part of today's show, don't forget you can always find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you be a follower, that means you can get the show when it's delivered to your device. You don't have to go look for it. It just shows up, and there you go, ready to listen to. Also, if you're on Facebook, you can find us there. We've got a page, and we post the podcast on the Facebook page. It's The Drive with Paul Swan. It's pretty cool. If you have the Facebook mobile app, you can find the page, and you can. it's on mobile right now. It's not on your desktop, but you can listen to the show on your phone through the page. So that's pretty cool. All right, that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate every one of you every day for joining me. We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. We promise to be better tomorrow than we were today. Thank you. And have a great night, everyone. Huntington W231BS Huntington broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.